0: Welcome everyone to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts with my, oh, I'm Bryant, one of your hosts, with my permanent guest, Cammie. Hey, Cammie, welcome back. Hey, Bryant. And then we have a new impermanent guest, Anna. Anna, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: No, thank you for being here. So we don't have many guests, so it's really awesome to have one when we have them. Uh, Anna, why don't you tell us about who you are and why you're here?
1: So um, I have a YouTube channel called What a Ghoul Wants, and it's focused all on horror. Um, I just started it because I really developed a love for the genre um, kind of later in life than most people. A lot of people grow up uh, watching it as a kid, and I didn't really, um, I really started to love it when I got into my mid-20s, and so I was like, you know, I have so many thoughts about these movies that I just want to be able to share them. So I created my channel, and I kind of cover a lot of different things in my videos. I do um, some collection updates when I buy new physical media, um, go over uh, my VHS tapes and DVDs, Blu-rays, stuff like that. Um, And I also do movie reviews, I've done horror trivia videos, live streams, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, it's kind of um, eclectic.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, I've checked out the channel, we'll have it linked in the description, you can take a look, very nice content, really cool. And so you, you you know, we have been Cammy and I have been talking about um, we we try and stick with like a theme for Halloween. Um, When we do the shows, we've been talking about like myth that's sort of delved into a a film genre. So uh, we did Poltergeist the first week, Haunted houses the second, which pretty similar, but it was fun. And then third, we talked about slashers and their kind of history and stuff like that. And and what are we talking about today? What was your recommendation for us here?
1: Yes. So today is folk horror. Um, which, like we were saying before recording, that it's kind of um, a newly uh, defined genre. It's always kind of been around even before movies and literature. Um, But pretty recently, they've kind of... recoined the term, I guess, mm. and attributed a lot of uh, these different films to the genre of folklore. Um So basically, it's like um, folklore being a central part of the movie. Um, and there is actually a really excellent documentary on the history of folklore. It's called Woodland's Dark and Days of the Witch, um, which was just recently released. And okay. It's like three hours long. It's very comprehensive. I cannot recommend it enough. Um, and so at the beginning of that, they asked um, all the talking heads to kind of describe folklore in their own words. So I have a few of those quotes because I thought it was really interesting how different people describe it because it's not... Um, like a super concrete genre. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go ahead and just read off a few of those quotes if that's Please, okay. Please, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh these are just from a bunch of different people, but um, the question, what is folklore? Um, it's based on the juxtaposition of the prosaic and the uncanny, strange things found in fields, <laughs> lights flickering in dark woods, the darkness in children's play. Being lost in ancient landscapes, the devil having a cup of tea with you, the power of ritual and the power of collective storytelling, ancient wisdoms that have been long repressed and forgotten rise up again very often to the consternation of complacent modern man. Someone heading to a village just outside of town and discovering a pagan conspiracy. (laughs) Something pre-Christian surviving in spite of the dominant culture. The return of the repressed. An illegitimate culture that has sustained historically and culturally just through sheer force of will of the people of the folk. And um, it ultimately asks, what if the old ways were right? (laughs) So those are all kinds of... uh, yeah, um run the gamut of what folklore can cover. So, yeah. no,
0: and th- that's excellent. <laughs> and and so to help sort of prepare, um I watched look, with your recommendation The Wicker Man, The Wicker mm-hmm. the Wicker Man, um which uh 1973 film um has Christopher Lee in it of The Lord mm-hmm. of the I mean The Lord of the Rings is like the least to say about this <laughs> amazing human being, but a would recommend. Oh my gosh, yeah, he's it.
1: awesome. Right. <laughs>
0: but he was in that. And yeah, that, the, the, I mean, that's, that explains that film so well, like the repressed beliefs, pre-Christianization, uh, it, that's really wild. Um, can you, can you tell us about the, what the Wicker Man means to you?
1: Um, So I, I'm trying to remember the first time I watched it. Mm. Um, it was probably around that time where I was uh, getting into horror a lot. Uh, like I said, Um, So just a few years ago. And um, there's just something so interesting about it. And um, it's kind of (laughs) describing it as cozy is kind of a weird thing. But I get
0: it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's something about 70s horror. um, It's just the quality of the film. And everything is like slightly hazy and almost dreamlike. Um, and that kind of really lends itself to this otherworldly feeling of our main character going to this um, remote island where these people yeah. are pagans. Um,
2: uh, so it's also a musical.
0: Oh, <laughs> there's a bunch of
2: songs in it. Yeah, yeah, I loved that. I had no idea going in. It's like yes. a British Procedural musical, yeah, which doesn't sound scary at all. No, but, uh, but, it, is, yeah. <laughs> but it really is. Yeah,
0: it, it, it um, helps like set the tone very early on, and even at the very end, like you you kind of lose the musicalness a little bit, but at the very end, like. It, you know spoilers like you know the, the main person's not exactly doing well in the end but they're just like <laughs> diling, diling, like dude just pulls out that loot thing and he's just like let's do it let's go like
2: <laughs> i actually recognized uh willow's song and i was really excited when i heard it and i realized um because I, I was talking to my fiance candace and i was like hey uh like This oh wow I can't believe this song is from this movie like what is happening and she was like I have no idea what you're talking about I've never heard this song before (laughs) and um it's a sneaker pimps cover it's where I've heard it and I guess that they used it in the movie Hostel I don't know why they covered it that's funny yeah (laughs) yeah
1: Um, yeah I think I've heard that cover before Um, is that the song that she's singing um, when she's like trying to seduce him yeah so sneaker pimps (laughs) call it Uh
2: how do Oh, and okay. then in parentheses, "Willow song. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That, that, that scene was a little like, I was like, is my mom not here? I gotta make sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I swear I'm, I'm watching this for research for my podcast. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah the
1: thing about it is uh, that I think makes it really unsettling and scary is the fact that these Islanders are, they're so happily going about their business. Like they're very cheerful and everything they're doing. Um, when they're just like all right if we want our crops to survive this is just what we have to do like mm-hmm. you know sorry about just Sar- sergeant howie but yeah. <laughs> um it's like you're you're doing this for the greater good basically
2: yeah. um the and so he's having to good. watch right <laughs>
1: <laughs> all of these people just singing and holding hands while he's being sacrificed so that's very terrifying
0: right yeah it, it- I, I kind of knew the gist of the story. You can kind of tell where it's gonna go in a lot of ways, but I was really surprised at the twist that it was like um with the girl being missing, like that was the point. Like that was that was they were totally doing that on purpose. Um, so it, it was really smart. And and I was telling Cammy, and I mentioned you two before, like it really reminded me of the my my English mum loves to watch like Midsummer Murders, um Doc Martin, like those procedural, like who Done It weekly shows, you know, in England and on the BBC and stuff, and it, it was it was like an episode of those, just with Doc Martin not, you know, surviving.
2: Yeah, the pacing um, was really uh, modern. I felt like yeah. a lot of seventy uh, is, I guess, more like sixties movies, but a lot of seventies movies as well. The pacing will be a little slow or a little different than what we're used to for a movie, mm-hmm. uh, but it definitely you know. kept my attention, which I was surprised with.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I never. I that's you know, Cammy and I aren't really big into horror films, you know, especially. I mean, like I, I, I have a ten year old, and so like especially the last ten years, like I haven't been like itching to watch horror films, and I couldn't really like a long time ago. Um, so I, I watching something like this, I was a little worried, and I guess like I, I, I was kind of like you know, you saying you got into it later, but I like mm-hmm. these really smart ones. Um, and this one was, it was, it was smart, and it was, it was endearing. It wasn't like like freaking you out like unnecessarily. So it was wild mm-hmm,
1: yeah and that's something that's so uh, we're so used to with modern horror is the jump scare and the big like musical um cues when a, something scary happens and uh, oh, it's sure. like you know the <laughs> the directors are being like this is where you get scared now you know but um for a lot of films in the 70s um it's just this kind of subtle uh, creeping horror, which can I think can be scarier than yeah. jump scares and stuff like I, that.
0: The only cue, the only musical cue this m- movie gave you was to bang. That's it. There were just <laughs> yeah. lots of cues to take your lass out into the fields. Um, and <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> don't mind the penis bushes. Just get to it. Yeah. Well, I I don't know if you know. So you know, on the show, we we like we, we've got our a discussion of our topic, but I lo- I wanted to look into the history of the the Wicker Man. um, Folk horror, like, like we kind of talked about, it, it is a relatively new concept, so I don't have too much there. Um, I think we could retroactively call a lot of films folk horror. That yeah, are, for sure. You know, and this this film being made in the 1970s, um, it definitely like nails that. And and I want to point out, like, it, so it's you know, it takes place in uh, the Hebrides, these this, this isolated um, Scottish or island off of Scotland. And the the so yeah, the group of these pagans, um, they're they're like neo pagans, which are, are still prevalent today. And, and the burning of a wicker man is still very prevalent today for a lot of people. But but what this is based on, it seems like it's like, uh, you know, Celtic Gaelic, this sort of old British island, um, somewhat Germanic rituals. And we even have sources dating back um quite far back like 700 BC but one of the more kind of reliable more recent ones we have is from Julius Caesar um, who wrote about the conquering of the Gauls and he mentions how they would put that uh, he said that they like to put prisoners specifically into these like you know wooden like uh, men shaped, uh, uh, cages and burn them alive. And so, I mean, ritualistic, you know, um, practices were, were pretty common, um, especially like in Norse and things like that. And the, the, a lot of these religions and uh, the Neo or the old pagans were related, but it was kind of wild to see Julius Caesar, um, talking about this. He's who we have a lot of, of sources of this. So the Gauls, um,
2: that would be modern day France.
0: Yeah. So Gauls were modern day France, but he, he that also kind of pertains to the, to Britannia as well. So um, the, the Gauls and the Celts are closely related and, uh, and, and and that's where, so like, it was kind of a weird, you know, dipping in over the, the ocean, but, but that's, so that was his conquering of the Gauls, modern day France. That's right. Um, But a lot of, you know, a lot of the, like the stone circles that are featured in uh, the Wicker Man, where they're dancing naked by the bonfire. (laughs) um, Those are, Based off the same sort of pagan religions, they look like Stonehenge um, mm-hmm. in a way, yeah, yeah. like just a smaller version. And those are everywhere; those are all over um, the British Islands. There's several in um, France. So, this these these pagan religions were were very um, closely related. Uh, uh for and, and they de- they date back to thousands and thousands of years so yeah uh, Julius caesar was one um we've got uh like later up to the first century a.d um, a Roman writer uh, known as Lucan, he mentions human human sacrifices to Gaulish gods um they all kind of changed the names or Romanize the names in a lot of ways. Uh, and, and that's one thing I think that w- a lot of my sources, so like Wikipedia Britannica um, I even had, I, I used um, oh, library.wales. Uh, they mentioned now the, the Romans though, like didn't, they were trying to conquer the Gauls and you know, the British islands. So like, they probably wouldn't have talked so well about them, and and they they were barbarians. They were horrible people. So like, it's kind of hard to say how true this was, and and if it, it could have been one tribe threw a dude in a wooden house and burned him, and Caesar saw it and he was like, "Whoa, wicker man!" Yeah, uh, <laughs> kind of
2: like spirals out of control. Yeah, and, and then they're yeah. like, they all
0: do this. Like, yeah, there's oh.
2: a a thing that Bryant likes to talk about called euhemerism. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Please, yeah, no, well, if you want to explain it, yeah. No, please, please, Do you, I mean, go for it, yeah.
2: Basically, something happens. Uh, it it doesn't have to be, like, anywhere close to where it ends up in somebody's mind, but something will happen. Um, I think the first episode that we used it on was uh, Medusa. Yeah. And so there was, like, a temple uh, where people wore Gorgon mask, and there was, like, a very famous um, raid of the temple where yeah. the priestesses were raped and stuff like that. And so it turned into... Uh, Medusa, yeah, the like, Gorgon
0: myth. It was like a
2: stares at you, and there's stone somehow. Like it just crazy went,
0: game of telephone is yeah. what I like. Right, to say. That's, that's
2: what right. I was just thinking. Telephone, yeah, wow, yeah, and that's, that's interesting.
0: Right, so like it's hard to say. Like we don't because the, the the pagans of the time didn't like write this stuff down. This was all accounts from other people and things like that. Um, but it, it, it's cool. I, there are like um, in Portugal and uh, in France up to the nineteenth, eighteenth centuries. These There are records of these practices. Um, There is a a famous uh, Welsh writer... Um, named Thomas Pennet. Um, he was born in 1726, died 1798. He was a uh, antiquarian and a naturalist. Um, and he, he, he really identified as a Welshman. He wrote several books about um, the British Islands and antiquity and things like that. Uh, had a, a big collection. And he wrote a book called A Tour of Wales. This is where we get, and you can kind of see it in the image behind me, um i don't know if i can i'll, I'll post a, it this is from wikipedia but um this is the wicker man image where it's this you can see all these bodies that are being piled into it and he he drew this and he called it um the wicker man of the druids um yeah let me oh, i've got it right here um engraving from oh i can't see it anyway yeah he so so the druids are That's a very like welsh word for like an old priest and and yeah that he he so this, this 19th century naturalist was even writing about this practice and this idea. His, his sources were probably similar to like Julius Caesar and stuff like that. But this image is directly related to the one that we see in the 1973 film. So I, I was really kind of I, – I again, when you mentioned those quotes from that documentary, um, I, during this film, I was thinking – I was like, just let him be, dude. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> find out if they murdered this girl, please. Right. But like, just <laughs> – let him do their thing. They don't have to like, he's always, you know, he's like Jesus. And and I'm like, okay, all right. Slow mm-hmm. down there, mm-hmm. bub. But, yeah.
1: And that's what ends up getting him in trouble is yeah. his relationship to his faith. And the fact that he doesn't want to have sex before he's married. So yeah. I thought he's that virgin.
2: was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. How, if he had just given in to Willow, that yeah, really they and, couldn't have sacrificed him.
1: Right. Does that mean that she was trying to save him? it it
2: reminds me of um oh i forgot where i heard this concept it was some movie that i watched recently so it was either it was it could have been midsummer even but the Mm -hmm. idea that you have to like willingly give yourself to this thing so you have the decision you make the decision so it's like. he made the decision to come to the island even though it was set up for it it yeah. could have been wicker man even i don't know
0: but yeah they they kind of the that was like part of the ritual he had to like come decide his own- for
2: himself yeah right
0: yeah the setup was and he was coming in the line of duty to the king as a police or you know to the crown as a police officer um so yeah he, he did choose to be there but he He was a little, yeah, facetious. But now
2: he's also choosing like not to sleep with Willow and he's um, choosing to pursue this outside of what he needs to as well.
1: Yeah. And I wonder um, if those tests that he's being put under, um, maybe they strengthen um, his sacrifice. So maybe it will be more effective. They say, look, he resisted all of this stuff. Um, and therefore maybe the gods will be like, oh, this is a very favorable, um, you know, offering that you're giving us. So we'll give you a really good crop next year or whatever. (laughs) If I was
0: the sun God, I would have been like, damn y'all like good. That was days of setup and you got the kid on it too. And oh, like, it was wild. Like, yeah, that was was just the
1: images of all of the, um, costumes they wear. I think that's something that really, Just brings folklore to my mind when I see the animal masks and the elaborate dress. Uh, So, all of that is really tied to to the genre in my mind. Uh, Of course, there's gonna be that's kind of prevalent in a lot of different horror movies. You get the animal masks, but um, I I do wonder for that too what that stems from in that tradition, you know, um, and what that means to that culture. Uh, ha- being presented as animals and stuff like that. So um, yeah, that's another thing I love o- about folklore is just kind of learning about these different cultures through the films. I mean, sometimes they're not accurately represented, sure. <laughs> so you have to take it with a grain of salt. But yeah. it's still really cool seeing. Yeah, it, like
0: that. it was you know, Thomas Pennant. He um, he was a, an educated Welshman, and you know uh, Wales and Welsh people are, are kind of underrepresented, um, and the the main English land typically kind of like would, you know, wash away the Welsh language, things like that. So, and and when he was writing in his book, a tour of Wales, he was always talking about whenever you would reference Wales, he would say like, we, and I, cause he gave like a brief history. He was like, we, we would traditionally, uh, you know, we who traditionally um, fought against the Romans and then the Saxons and stuff like that. So it was really cool. So I, I mean, when he's, I couldn't, I I felt really bad. I couldn't find it's, it's got like eight chapters to it and they're all kind of hard to read. It's all like old manuscript I was trying to find the specific part where he talked about the Wicker Man. I'll see if I can and link to it. But um I imagine he 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 was he was kind of relishing in the Welshness. I imagine he would be uh, a Christian though. Um it mm-hmm. doesn't say on his like Wikipedia page or in anything, but uh, he was he was a man of science, but he 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 clearly cared about his history and so I it just kind of gives a little more like I believe that you know what a wicker man is. Like if you know, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I trust him, his representation of it. So yeah, mm-hmm. excellent film. Uh, I, it is on Amazon prime. I want to point out, I, I did watch it. You can watch it for free on Amazon prime. I, before we kind of wrap this up and talk a little bit more about you, have, have you seen the Nicolas cage one?
1: <laughs> oh, is, yes. is that like sacrilegious
0: uh, to even mention it? Oh my God. I,
1: lo- I lo- love it. Cause it's so bad. Really? Um, right. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like everything that the original did it bastardizes it and it just (laughs) goes the completely wrong direction yes yeah Yeah. but it's it's very entertaining it just turned into a very misogynist film so
0: yeah yeah
2: Yeah. oh yeah because the the bad guys are like the women right
1: yeah because the aisle is all run by women and they like cut out the men's tongues they're only used for breeding um yeah.
0: That's so <laughs> funny because like you, you good excuse, job, Nick Cage. Right. I know. <laughs> and, and you kind of excuse, you know, uh, the themes of the seventies film. Cause you know, like it's kind of clear, like the women in the fertility, but it's, it, it, there's clear like roles that are a little more strict and more adherent to the seventies, but it it makes sense and it's appropriate for the setting and the time period, et cetera, especially for the pagan ideas. They have this, you know, it makes sense. So God, that's horrible. Yeah. And then they take away
1: any, I mean um, the whole thing about the character of Sergeant Howie in the original is that he is a Christian, like his relationship to his faith is integral to the plot. And Nick Cage, there's nothing at all about him being religious. There's, they literally take all of that away. Um, so he's just this policeman going around punching people <laughs> pretty much.
0: <laughs> it's very memeable. Yeah. Yes. That's great. Yeah. Um, so, and I uh, one thing that
2: um, I find really funny about that is because I've never seen that movie, but um, yeah. Brian and I were talking a lot about Hot Fuzz and how similar it is to Wicker Man. I think they even based yes. kind of based the plot on it.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Uh, to an extent. But in that um, Sergeant Angel is uh, he's an atheist and he's dealing with people that are Christian. So it's a little bit well they end up being pagan in the end but you know like outwardly they're christian or whatever mm-hmm. so i like—I just like that little twist on it
1: yeah i've really it's been a really long time since i saw it so i really need to rewatch it and kind of pay more attention to that and see how you know those themes are similar to the wicker band that's really cool
2: it is very honestly like um it reminds me a little bit more of the midsummer movie because they do mm-hmm. make it into like a mur- murder mystery Uh, which is Midsummer kind of is. I mean, I guess it's more like horror than than mystery, but um, at the same time, they kind of use the same things, and I think it's just because it's a modern audience. Mm -hmm. Um, if you were just watching Sergeant Angel go through and like trying to figure out a missing person's case, I'm not sure if it would be as interesting as a comedy Mm -hmm. (laughs) in you know 2007 or whenever it came out. Yeah,
0: no, yeah, that's hot is absolutely great okay. i did kind of look and they there there were some references so um like edgar i mean edgar wright based that movie on 100 different movies especially a lot of action films okay. but it definitely had that vibe and yeah like the, the greater good the the whole uh town being complacent with this crime that oh yeah love it well um so I think we've kind of covered most of what we wanted to talk about. Um, but Cammie, did you want to add in a couple other questions that we had?
2: Yeah. So um, what kind of draws you to this genre? What do you like about the folklore horror genre?
1: Um, so I was raised Catholic and um, I'm now, you know, I've gone away from the faith. I don't consider myself Catholic anymore, sure. but um, being raised in that kind of culture with um, all of this iconography and the dogma attached to it, um, seeing that and, you know, that in Christianity oftentimes um, confronted in folklore with these other ideas, um, it's kind of cathartic in a way to see (laughs) these characters kind of have to deal with it and uh, consider their faith in that way. um, Since I kind of had that in my own life where I came to yeah. terms with, um, you know, more identifying as an atheist. So, uh, seeing that is really, really interesting to me. Um, and just the way that in folklore a lot of times, um, it's all centered around a certain place. So the geography is very important to the story and seeing how, um, I believe someone in the documentary, uh, Described it as psychogeography, which is where, oh, wow. um, yeah, where a place can have this psychological effect on people. Um, even after events have happened, uh, once they enter into this space, they can start to be affected by it. And so I find that really interesting too. And then on top of that, all of the imagery that's oftentimes associated with it is just a lot of times very stunning to look at, like the Wicker Man, uh, there's so many stills from that movie where I'm like, this could be <laughs> a piece of art in and of itself. Yeah. Um, the costume designs, stuff like that, um, set design everything. So uh kind of it's a bunch of different things. And sometimes it's one of those you uh know it when you see it, sort of things where you go, Oh, I think this is full core. So I think that's yeah. super fun.
0: That's a really good way of putting it, yeah.
2: So, what other than Wicker Man, and we discussed Midsummer a little bit, uh, was, what are your other favorites in this genre?
1: Yeah, um, I would say that um, Robert Eggers' The Witch, uh, which is part hmm. of what they consider the folklore revival from the past few years. Um, so, that was, I believe, 2015. Let me double check. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 2015. Um, and so, uh, another big aspect of folklore can be the um, inclusion of witches and kind of how they symbolize uh, female empowerment and female sexuality. Um, And so the witch is kind of a modern telling of, I mean, it's still set in the 1600s and everything. Um, But yeah, so the, um, these settlers are too radical for their own little Christian settlements. They go off on their own. Um, and it's just this family, very isolated. And the, um, the oldest daughter is feeling powerless. Like she's like, I don't, this sucks. (laughs) Like I just go and I farm and I have to like pray every day and listen to my parents and there's nothing out here. So, um, at first she's scared by the witches, but she is drawn in by the power that they hold. And she's like, i I kind of want that power too. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really well done And Robert Eggers is known for his period accuracy. So like everything you see in that movie, um, the structures that are built, you, they've got the correct notching on the wood and, um, yeah, the dresses they wear, everything is very period accurate, which I really appreciate.
0: Yeah. That's important. Um, That's really important to me. Yeah.
1: And it's one that I, when I first saw it, um, it had been kind of built up by people who had seen it before me being like, Oh, it's so scary. It's so gory, blah, blah. And I watched it and I was like, it's really not that gory. And I guess it's kind of scary. Um, But it's one that when you sit with it, it kind of just latches onto your brain and you end up thinking about it days after. And you're like, Whoa, kind of like Wicker Man. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. yeah. It didn't like initially
0: do anything, but you think you ponder.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you just consider all of these the metaphors and connections and stuff, and um, that's what I love so much about horror is there's something that um, might not hit you in the moment, but maybe the next day you go, oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> it just really hits you. So um, yeah, uh, and then I also uh, another good one I think um, that's not as well known, but it's it's a short uh, 35 minute. Um, it's an adaptation of an M.R. James story. I don't know if you've heard of the writer, English writer M.R. James, but um, it's called Lost Hearts and it's from 1973. Uh, and so that has the very like BBC feel to it. And for people I think who might not be familiar with Folklore or you kind of want to get a taste for it, um, it's really short, so it's a good one to watch and kind of get mm. the gist of like, um, yeah, it's like the English country side, uh, there's this guy who's an alchemist and he wants to become a mortal. Um, and this kid is kind of discovering what's going on. Um, so that's another good one. That's and cool. uh, just really beautiful to look at too. Um, yeah, there's so many good ones, but. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
0: Give me an English countryside. I'm good to go.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> that's great. Kami, do you have any other questions you want yeah, to throw in? Yeah, so
2: just kind of to wrap up. Um yeah. I know you do this a lot like with the um watching movies. Um both ones that everybody knows about and then like cult ones as well. So how do you like set your ambiance to to kind of watch these movies?
1: So I'm I'm kind of bad about that actually. I should really um <laughs> do a better job about uh, getting into an environment where I can really pay attention. So e- sometimes I'll even forget to like turn the lights off, which oh, really? think is like horror movie 101, turn the lights off. But um, yeah, normally I'll just, I'll cozy up with a blanket, usually have some popcorn. Um, generally I'm watching them by myself. Sometimes my husband will join me. It kind of depends on what I'm watching. There's some where I'm like, I don't think you're going to wa- like like this. <laughs> Cause he's uh, he's not super into horror, but um, I think I've had, I've had him come around a little bit on it, um, but yeah. And sometimes my dog will be there. So I've got a little buddy still, if I'm watching it
2: alone. That's
1: good. So, yeah. Um, so pretty chill. But uh, I, one big thing that I should be better about doing is just putting my phone away, sure. not even touching it and just being in the moment and, and really focusing on the film. Cause man, I'm really bad about being like, Looking down and look up. Oh, oh, what happened? Oh, I have right. to rewind. All of a then...
2: sudden I've watched 30 TikToks and Right. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh, gosh, what's, what's happening now? <laughs> and well, uh, if you're watching VHS, you have to like literally get up from where you're sitting and like push rewind. Maybe yeah. So.
1: Was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I listen to that noise over and over again. Um yeah. So I uh I generally will watch movies on my I have a you know regular TV downstairs in our living room, but I do have a little they're called crt tvs The ones yeah that have the, <laughs> yeah because you can't you just,
0: yeah you, mm-hmm. you can't the little three jacks you i even like because of the video games if you play the older games on a newer tv but if you get an adapter they looked horrible because it's like stretched and pulled so like, yeah I imagine yeah you can't you got to watch it on what that it was meant to be watched on
1: all messed up yeah yep. um so i have uh one of those Uh, that I wish I I could watch more on, but it's just so small. Um, So I really need to get just a regular um, VHS player to attach to my TV downstairs. But, um, but yeah, for now it's a lot of streaming and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's cool. It seems, I mean, you know, talking about the slasher films um, we did last week and then looking at this, like I, you know, I, I sometimes take the horror for granted as just the kind of low like uh, effort kind of thing, but th- there's definitely some great ones out there, like this, the ones you mentioned for sure. Like I, I even um, I'm interested in watching The Wicker Tree, which was sort of the spiritual Ooh. companion. Have you heard of this? No, uh. Uh-uh. So, well, yeah, I'll I'll throw that out there and like wicker stuff. Yeah, th- so the director of the original Wicker Man movie um did a, it's like a pseudo sequel um called uh The Wicker Tree. It came out in 2011. Oh, wow. Um, and it actually, so it was written by, um, let me, let me pull up the director real fast. Cause he actually wrote this as well. Robin Hardy. Um, mm-hmm. so it, yeah, 2011, it actually has uh, Christopher Lee in it. He was set to like lead in it. this is all according to Wikipedia. Oh, um, wow. He makes a guest appearance and he kind of helped um, set it up. Uh, it was supposed to come out in, like Oh six and have Sean Astin from uh, Lord of the Rings in it. He was uh, Samwise. Sam huh. And, um, but they, they the, the, it got canceled and then um he the so the director wrote it as a novel and it it, i i think you actually might be even more interested in this it's about a a couple a born-again um christian couple from texas that ends up in trying to like uh preach to pagans in um scotland and Uh you can kind of see where i'm it's it can kind of go so um yeah it's it's supposed to be it's, it's a little more intense sadly it doesn't seem it's well reviewed like it looks like the wicker man is still well received today mm-hmm. this one didn't quite get received very well it seems like oh, um that's
1: unfortunate yeah. it is
0: yeah it really is um but uh it has some great actors in it um a lot of like people you, you might recognize graham mctavish um and a few others uh so um yeah. Uh, Clive Russell, a lot of, a lot of like the British actors, half of these people were in game mm-hmm. of Thrones. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So the wicker tree. Yeah. That I'm, I'm interested in trying huh. to see if I can find this. So I
1: wonder oh. if um I had heard that Christopher Lee did the wicker man for free because he liked the idea oh. so much. He was like, don't even worry about it. <laughs> you don't have to pay me. I'll do this for free. So yeah. I wonder if he was just like, Robin Hardy, anything you want to do in the future? I got you. So yeah. wow, that's really um if we'd gotten that instead of uh the remake in 06, that would have been preferable. I know
0: and this would have come, <laughs> was supposed to come out in the same time. Oh my gosh, that would a uh, nightmare. Ugh. yeah. <laughs> that's
1: great
0: But i no, that's great. Um my only question, is there anything you any, any not even just related to folk horror, but is there is there like a horror movie people should check out right now um that you just think should be watched?
1: Ooh. Any oh, recommendations. That's, that's a good question. Now I'm having I'm like going through my mind of
0: on the spy, movies that I, I watch.
1: Oh, um, I did just watch uh mm-hmm. it's called We're All Going to the World's Fair. Um, this low budget indie uh film. Uh, I believe it's on Shudder right now. it might be a Shudder exclusive, actually. Okay. Um, and it's all about this girl, this young girl who um is getting into this, they call it an internet horror game um it's really interesting so it's basically like you watch this video and it's just like these flashes of colors or whatever um, and then you're supposed to report back and record the changes you feel after watching um, and so she's going online and seeing all these videos other people have made where they're acting all weird or they're like oh i can't feel my body this is the effect of this game and the whole time she's super isolated um, I think it was maybe films in Canada, possibly. It's very Midwestern, okay. um, like uh, isolated Midwestern town. And she's disconnected from everybody around her. And she just gets deeper and deeper psychologically into this game. Um, and so you're like, what's real? What's not? What's going on? It's oh. kind of like has an experimental feel to it as well. Um, so that's another one that left me really thinking about it after watching it um so i i
2: definitely recommend that one What's so the name? we're all going to the world's fair yes okay
0: we're, all right it's kind of a mouthful
2: but <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> no that's awesome well Anna, thank think again so much for being on the show we really we love having guests we love having other people talk about what they love appreciate it um, oh thank
1: you so much for having me. it was a blast
0: no absolutely
2: is there anything else you wanted to plug while you're um i'm trying to think
1: oh yeah uh, i do actually i was on um uh, Katie video podcast. Uh, it's K A D I. Uh, she interviewed me a little bit ago. Um, so that is, it's, um, it's on Spotify, but it's also like a video podcast. So you can see uh, us talking to, um, so yeah, if you just go to Katie video podcast, you can, uh, listen to that interview.
0: I'll, I'll throw a link in somewhere. I'll do the magic and (laughs) it will be a square and you can click it. Awesome. I'll I'll try my best. (laughs) Well, uh, Cammy, I, I think that's all I've got. Do you have anything else that you want to throw in today's show?
1: No, I'm good.
0: Awesome. And, and anything else you want to throw in?
1: No, just again. Thank you guys so much for having me.
0: Awesome. Well, no, thank you. Uh, really, we're in debt. So uh, we end every show with a howl um, because Cammy did it. So now we do it every show. <laughs> so I will say um, we'll see you next time. And then we'll howl. Would you mind joining us in a howl?
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. (laughs) All right.
0: Well, thank you, everyone. Uh, We will see you next time. Oh, Oh!